Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here. And in Skynet news, we really do need AI apocalypse kill switches. Now, hear me out here because there's some new reporting coming out of the University of Cambridge. And quite frankly, I think this is absolutely needed. And it goes way beyond just having an actual kill switch for AI. And we'll talk about that. But there are some dilemmas in the development of artificial intelligence that really underscore the need for these kinds of kill switches. And so with that, let's dive right into an article from the register because they talk about a paper from Cambridge University that basically is suggested baking in these remote kill switches also as well as lockouts to AI systems like those developed to stop things like an unauthorized launch of a nuclear weapon. And we need those in the hardware that actually powers the artificial intelligence infrastructure. Now, the paper uh, from Cambridge basically includes voices from numerous academic institutions and uh, several from OpenAI itself. And they make the case that regulating the hardware these models rely on may be the best way to prevent its misuse. And we're going to talk about that. And so let's start with the dilemma before we talk about the kill switch itself. If you didn't know, training the most prolific models believed to exceed a trillion parameters requires a ton of physical infrastructure. We're talking tens of thousands of GPUs or accelerators in weeks and months of processing time. It consumes an absolute amount of power and firepower. Therefore, these researchers say it essentially makes the existence and relative performance of these resources difficult to hide. And so the paper highlights numerous ways that policymakers might be able to approach AI hardware regulation. And so many of the suggestions, including those designed to improve the visibility and limit the sale of these AI accelerators, are already playing out at the national level. Last year, if you didn't know, uh, President Biden put forward an executive order literally aimed at identifying companies developing large dual-use AI models, as well as infrastructure vendors capable of actually training them. And for the record, dual-use essentially refers to technologies that can be used uh, essentially for both civilian and military applications, meaning you could use it for both. So my corporation could buy a large AI infrastructure, use it for civilian use, and then suddenly I start flipping a switch and start developing for another military. So the researchers have proposed implementing a global registry for AI chip sales that would track them over the course of their life cycle, even if they leave the country of their origin, meaning it's manufactured in Taiwan or in the United States or South Korea, anywhere semiconductors are created, and then it's shipped elsewhere, and it's going to be tracked through its supply chain to its final destination. This registry, they suggest, could incorporate a unique identifier into each chip, which could then help combat the smuggling of components. So it's, you know, smuggled out of Norway and ends up in Iran. As these things phone home, we now know that chip that was stolen from Norway or illegally sold in Norway is now sitting in Iran, North Korea. Take your pick. So let's talk about kill switches here, because quite frankly, these are interested interesting these are needed and and i'm not necessarily sure how you could fully implement this and we'll talk about that in a second because the researchers have suggested that kill switches could be baked into the silicon to actually prevent their malicious applications now here's how they put it in the report quote in situations where AI systems pose catastrophic risks, it could be beneficial for regulators to verify that a set of AI chips are operated legitimately or to disable their operation or a subset of it if they violate rules, end quote. So in other words, the chip, for whatever reason, is you know supposed to be looking at weather patterns and it's actually spinning centrifuges more effectively for nuclear development. You can shut that chip down. 
Now, they further expand on that mechanism and basically, uh, and, and essentially sounds as though they are suggesting that the accelerators could self-disable or be remotely disabled by watchdogs. Quote, modified chips may be able to support such actions, making it possible to remotely attest to a regulator that they are operating legitimately and to cease to operate if not. End quote. Now, the academics are clearer elsewhere in the study proposing that processor functionality could also be switched off or essentially dialed down, making it less effective by using licensing. Quote, specialized coprocessors that sit on the chip could hold a cryptographically signed digital certificate and updates to the use case policy could be delivered remotely via firmware updates. The authorization for the on-chip license could be periodically renewed by the regulator while the chip producer could administer it. An expired or illegitimate license would cause the chip to not work or reduce its performance. Now, what they're talking about here is, in theory, this could allow watchdogs to essentially respond faster to abuses of sensitive technologies by cutting off access to those chips remotely. But the authors warn that this also isn't without risk, because the implication being, if implemented incorrectly, such a kill switch could become a target for cyber criminals to exploit. Meaning, if they can figure out how to crack it, they can shut down your infrastructure uh, when it's not supposed to be shut down. Now, another proposal that they had would require multiple parties to sign off on potentially risky AI training tasks before they can be deployed at scale. Quote, nuclear weapons use similar mechanisms called permissive action links. Now, for nuclear weapons, though, the security locks are designed to prevent one person from essentially going rogue and nuking all of us in essentially a first strike. For artificial intelligence, however, the idea is that if an individual or company wanted to train a model over a certain threshold in the cloud, they'd first need to get authorization to do so. Now, that may be a potent tool. The researchers observe that this also, though, could backfire by preventing the development of desirable artificial intelligence systems. The argument seems to be that while the use of nuclear weapons has a pretty clear-cut outcome, AI always uh, just really isn't that black and white. And so that is one of the issues. But the other thing that really wasn't mentioned here is what happens when you have a state that has the resources, capability, uh, you know, and know-how to essentially develop their own artificial intelligence system that isn't aligning, let's say, to an international standard that has kill switches. Look at China. They've been reverse engineering Intel technology for years. They've been building their own CPUs and GPUs essentially to basically become independent on their uh, silicon manufacturing and semiconductor manufacturing. And so if that's the case, are they going to sign an international convention in Geneva or somewhere that says, yes, we're all going to put in these AI kill switches to make sure, you know, somebody doesn't go Skynet and nuke the planet or, you know, knock out the entire Internet when China's like, yeah, we're not going to do that or North Korea or Russia or Iran or any other state that may have the potential uh, capability of this. Now, that may help in the sense of like the theft of a chip and the reverse, uh, you know, the reverse engineering of it. But that also then depends on the internet connectivity of the chip as well. Now, think about it. If it has a license or a serial number and it's phoning home and doesn't have the internet, it can't phone home. And so what do you do in a, in a, in a situation like this? Maybe the license can't function without it going to the internet. But then again, why wouldn't you be able to route your internet and proxy it through Norway if it's stolen in Iran? 
These are things that, that would need to be understood and need to be worked out. This is no perfect solution. And while I do agree we need AI kill switches, I kind of think it should be like one dude in a corner that can basically flip a switch and cut power to the entire building if the thing decides to go Skynet. So this is this is a huge, huge issue, I think, that, that we have because AI has the ability to mis be basically misused and abused. We are seeing disinformation left and right, you know, especially here, you know, in election season, wherever election season is around the globe, including the United States. But above and beyond that, having military applications for this, such as integrating artificial intelligence into armed robotics, such as drones, or let's say border patrolling robots like the South Koreans are doing, this is a very serious concern in the sense that if the AI is wrong, the AI is wrong and the AI is deadly. So I do think we need some kind of kill switch. I think this needs to be thought out. But what do you do when basically not everybody wants to play ball or not everybody agrees with that? Or maybe somebody's concept of a kill switch is different than somebody else's. And when I say somebody else, I'm talking country to country. So this is a huge issue. We're going to see where it goes. But either way, good luck to all of us. I'll see you in the bunkers when we're shooting at Terminators. What are you going to do? And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Nick AESP for as long as we can until the Terminators come. Same with YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private from the Terminators. Take care.